Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm so happy to be interviewing Gordon Glenister. So Gordon is the self-published author of the book called Influencer Marketing Strategy, How to Create S Successful Influencer Marketing. So that's going to be so interesting for you guys today. So thank you so much for being on the show, Gordon, and please tell us a little bit about you. Uh, it's lovely to be on the show. Um, so just one minor little correction, actually. The book is not self-published. It was uh, through a uh, global publishing contract, actually. All right. Uh, All right. So uh, I'll, and I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, so if I roll back um, a few years ago, I used to run a trade association for 11 years as the director general for the promotional merchandise industry or swag, as you guys may refer to it as. Um, and uh, in 2018, I decided I'd done enough of that and I wanted to uh, be a membership consultant and help other trade associations. Um, and uh, so, you know, when you start out in business, it never really goes the way you think it's going to go. <laughs> uh, and I met, I met an old friend of mine um, who uh, is, was the global CEO of the Branded Content Marketing Association. And we talked about... Um, in a London hotel about the expansion of influencer marketing and particularly influencers and how it had ballooned uh, so much. And yet there was nobody really representing the sector, uh, either from the influencer side or from the, uh, from the influencer marketing agency side. So cut a long story short, we decided to set up, uh, uh, rather than a new association, a division of the branded content marketing association, which was influence. So that's what we did in 2019 and we launched that and at about the same time I happened to be an exhibition and I happened to see um, Kogan Page which are a global publisher of, of marketing books and business books and I was at, I had a chat with one of the ladies on the stand there and I said oh you know I'm involved in the influencer marketing space I noticed you don't have any sort of books in that area would you be interested in if I was to share um uh, a synopsis of a book that I'm thinking of writing. Truth be known, I wasn't even thinking, just seeing whether or not we were... <laughs> you were uh, just uh, jumping on that opportunity was, that you saw. Fishing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I uh, basically uh, was put in touch with their commissioning editor and because uh, uh, it really tells me how difficult it is to get a book contract. Yes. Um, but I kid you not, she was chasing me and she said, oh, we, we loved your, uh, your brief synopsis. We'd love to know more. Would you like to come in for a chat? So I did. Um, and uh, it was just incredible. Um, they obviously put it through the, their board and they decided to, to give me this contract, even though I've never written a book in my life. And I'm six months into the influence marketing industry. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? I think the point is, is that I was in a really uh, pivotal position to know a lot of people. And I think they realized that as a potential speaker, consultant, trainer, and obviously because of my involvement with the Branded Content Marketing Association, it would, um, it would be very relevant 
so and that's of course what i did with the book is i reached out to loads and loads of thought leaders within the industry so it's yes it's me putting the words to paper but it's also a compendium of of everything you know of everything you need to know about influence marketing which i think makes it a lot richer when you've got comments and interviews that are cited within that so i, I think um and you know what? i also wanted to write it with a with my eyes i'm thinking i don't know masses about this sector i need to write about it so that anybody can understand influence and marketing rather than just a few yeah and how long did it take you to write the book once they decided that they wanted to give you a contract um well obviously um quite a long while um it was if you look at the very start of it it was about 18 months okay um but uh what one thing that was very impressive for me is they assigned a uh, editor so that each month i'd have to reach a certain word count uh so there was uh, there was a lot of discipline uh inflicted upon me which was good in a way because yeah. uh i tell you writing a book in a pandemic really can drain your your it depends on the circumstance of course um but it can actually drain your creativity at times um and um there was, there was definitely moments where I, where it was the equivalent of screwing up and throwing it in the basket even though it was all online <laughs> okay um, so 18 months was working with the editor or it's just the first draft and then after you work with the editor yeah um well actually i tell you what it's probably less than that overall but the reason why it's extended is because it was originally going to be published in october or september 2020 but because of all of the things that had happened with covid and, and everything else it was postponed to march 21 okay so it's just it just came out like a couple of months ago yeah yeah okay. march yeah 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 and actually uh 3rd of march in the uk and the 30th of march in america okay and what is your definition of influencer marketing so you know influencer marketing it's funny isn't it it's not it's, it's nothing new it just it's just got a new emperor's clothes on it really it's classic word of mouth marketing really it's it's really the ability to uh, promote a product or service through an individual uh, aptly named an influencer and ideally one with uh, an engaged audience um, but that's really what it is in the same way that if you've got an advertising budget you spend money on um billboards on television radio or press advertising when you spend it with influencer marketing you're effectively using it uh, to use an individual to promote a product or service okay and that really makes me think about an author how they need to promote themselves as an author and how they need to promote their books like i always see that as two different things and how can author get that engaged audience that we're so longing for? How do we get people interested in what we're doing? So, I mean, the great thing about uh, authors is that they're, depending on whether they're, of course, a B2B business author or whether they're a uh, consumer-based author, but they have a huge amount of knowledge. And one of the benefits with uh, influence, with um, social media rather, is it allows people to, um, I mean, want to see the authentic self that's what they want and authors are you know so what 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 works really well is to take little chunks little synopsis maybe quotes 
comments and post those on social media on a regular basis. This is if they are wanting to be more influential. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there are other ways in which you can work with influential people. So let me, in fact, let me just roll back to, the, to my book launch because I can tell you a very specific case study about um, what happened. So, uh, you know, my original plan was to have a, a in-person book launch as most authors would. Um, you know, friends, family, colleagues, business acquaintances, glass of champagne or whatever, and, and talk a little bit about it. But largely, it's a celebration night, isn't it? Well, guess what? I couldn't have that because we were all in lockdown. Yeah. So um, we decided to have an online book launch. But it was one of the benefits with an online book launch. It allows you to invite people from all around the world, which you perhaps are not able to do if it was in a uh, in-person event. Uh, and that's exactly what we had. So there was me and two other influential individuals. And we had a my podcast producer, actually, um, who um, was like the MC. And we had lots of really good, cool questions. And we gave away some books on the night, which allowed people to, and a bit of a quick fire quiz and some amazing stats. And if they were first in the chat, then they got the book. Um, so that was good. And then the LinkedIn post, this is the point I wanted to make reference to all of your listeners. Um, I obviously could not not have this post deliver results because bearing in mind I'm talking about influencer marketing, <laughs> didn't work. I'd be uh, really not very influential. <laughs> so I thought about it. The first thing that's, that's important is to have a very personal picture of you. Yeah? Could be a video, by the way, um, but, it, but something that's very personal. Uh, and that's what I put. I picked a picture of me um, with my books on a table in, a, in my lounge. And I said, um, this is a very important day. Uh, it's the date of my book launch after 18 months. So you, you're describing a little bit of the journey. You're also giving a little bit of a taste as to what's in the book and what the reader might expect. But most importantly, you're thanking a load of people that have actually helped contribute. And in this particular case, I tagged them on the LinkedIn post. It was about 20-odd 20 20 odd, um, tags. And then, of course, um, I also spoke to half a dozen friends of mine, uh, and I sent them a WhatsApp group. And I said to them, I'm going to send a post out at about 8 o'clock, whenever it was. Would you mind commenting or sharing? And the reason why that is important is because the way the algorithms work is um, the first two hours are very, very important. So you'll be aware that um, when you post something, it never goes to your whole audience. It only goes to a very small percentage of that audience. And if they comment, like, or engage, it then goes further. And if they comment, like, engage quickly, then so the algorithm thinks, oh, this is good content. I'll share more of it. And that, of course, is how a viral campaign uh, happens because people react very quickly to it um, and then I just saw the amount of views uh, increase so I managed to get 16,000 views on that one post um, I liked every comment and I was able to go back to all of those people with um, substantive responses so you know that's that's a very good example of I mean yes it happened to be for a book launch but um, people want to hear from you the author but when you're sharing stuff from other people, and I've seen this happen time and time again, all they do is to share. 
and, and say with, with the words like oh like this or this is good well you know that's not very good what people want is some context as to why you think the article that you're sharing is going to be of good of, of interest and value um so i think that's a very important point. the other thing is is comment on other people's so if you're writing a book um, about mental health let's just say find out some of the people that are already big in the area of mental health and make sure that you're regularly commenting within the and i don't mean just great awesome love this you know literally put you know half a dozen sentences or a few words because what you're all also doing is showing the credibility of your thoughts to the other people that are in that thread and you will find that more often than not people will want to follow you based upon not just who you are but what you've said i really like that that's so good that's such a good advice and i want to know more let's say you were to coach someone who has like no audience just starting out from zero um and a brand new author what would be like the steps like what should i start doing if i'm just starting out and i have zero followers okay the easy thing like anything is research 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 So what I'd like um, perhaps your listeners to do is to go check out what they would consider are 10 other competitors, yeah? competitor authors or thought leaders in that particular arena. Do and you need to look at the top, top ones or like lower level where like you feel it, like they... It, it, could be, it could be a mixture of, it could be a mixture of. I mean, what you want to tell you the reason why I say this is because what we're trying to do is to ascertain the attributes for success. So by looking at 10 companies, it could be more. I mean, you don't have to limit it to 10. It could be because if you if you if you look at 20, you could argue you get even greater results. But there's a bit of work on this, and I would suggest using a an Excel spreadsheet or something. Then look at the 10 posts. The 10 most recent posts that they have done, whether they be on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram, and look at what the level of engagement is amongst those followers. It might be very little, it might be a lot, but just put those comments and likes and the numbers into that Excel spreadsheet. And anything that you like or don't like, it doesn't really matter what you don't and don't like. It's just literally, it's a piece of research and you're recording what's actually happening. It might mean that you've, you look at one particular individual and some of their content is just not getting much engagement because it's, it's what I call broadcast content. And then all of a sudden, one of their posts is a very personal story or it's a video and whoosh, It just, it just shows a much higher level of, in, of engagement. So it could be uh, on that day, on that piece of content, they had 24 likes and seven comments on Instagram. Yeah, and it was a post. On that day, they had 64 likes. They used an uh, over X number of hashtags. Have a look also at the hashtags because the hashtags are super, super relevant. Um, and sometimes you can, you know, pinch those ideas, if you will. If you think that there are, if they're relevant to you, uh, check those out. So, you know, 
And once you've got all of that data together, which may take a little time, but actually what it will do is it will build up a picture of what success may look like. So you can see straight away that within my fellow author community, videos are working more. The length of them is less than 30 seconds. Um, posts that show animation have done well. And if you can imagine all of that, you then put that into your own strategy. Yeah. So you can start, you know, with uh, all guns blazing. And have you been testing with the time and days that you post to make sure that it's the right time? That's a very, very important uh, point as well. And remember, it's not when everybody says, oh, the average time to post is. It's when your audience are going to be posting. So another thing to, to, to have a look at on that um, Excel spreadsheet that I was talking about is the time of posting. Um, it, and the reason why you know, people say, oh, best time to post is Tuesday at 10 o'clock on LinkedIn. Best time to post on Instagram is 7 o'clock in the evening. It, you know, it's irrelevant. What's relevant is when your audience are online. Yeah. Um, and they, will, they may well be, obviously, if you're starting out, you, you won't necessarily know that but yeah it's hard research, to figure it out yeah of course you're you're and some of that is is actually you're going to change it you're you know influencer being an influential individual just doesn't happen overnight that's the other big thing i would say to people is is you need to be in this for the for the uh, long term um uh, you know but what will come over is your passion and your desire to educate inspire or entertain educate inspire or entertain those are the sorts of things what value are you giving to your audience whereas if you just promote and you actually say to somebody oh well this is what i had for breakfast it's a bit of a so what you know and uh, there's so much bland content out there and um, the other thing i would suggest to people is what do you like what type of content do you like and why so be very self-aware of when you share somebody else's post or you like something, what, think about why you're doing that and apply that to your own, your own strategy. Yeah, it makes sense. And what advice would you give to someone looking to write a book? What was the hardest thing for you to become an author? Um, I'll tell you, do you know what it was? amazingly was what I would call imposter syndrome I, and I know a lot of authors have this because you can imagine for me you know I'm a well-known individual within the promotional merchandise industry I move into an area that I know virtually nothing about and I've got a book contract so you can imagine my level of imposter syndrome is quite <laughs> um, but um, and also I found when I started to look at some other authors I thought, oh, my goodness, this is really good, you know, and, and you can be put off by some of that. And then I thought to myself, after I stepped away from that, and I thought, well, I want to make this different. Um, and I'm going to create my own version of what I see. And once you've once you've got that into your head, um, then I think you're on to a you're on to a winning streak. And the feedback I had from the uh, from the editor uh, each month was was extremely encouraging. So that sort of self-doubt disappeared quite quickly. Yeah. Um, I think obviously having a, a, a 
detailed content map as to what you're going to do. But by the way, that can change. Um, I, I had got some of that in place and I realized there were bits that I hadn't thought about when I was writing because, because as part of your research, you discover things that you, you hadn't. But then you start to slot that in to various parts and you think, well, okay, well, we'll move that into this thing. So it's uh, the best laid plan is never the final output. Yeah, that's what I tell people that don't like to plan their novels. Like it doesn't have to be that way, but at least you have some ideas of where you want to take the story. So you don't fall, like start having this blank page syndrome where you don't have any idea of what you should be writing. And I just want to go back to your imposter syndrome. And I feel like some people who are looking to be seen online, sometimes they have that feeling of imposter syndrome. Like, why would people be interested in my story? Why would people comment on this? So I feel like there is a similarity between like wanting to be a, an author and wanting to be seen so that you can sell more books. Of course. So, I mean, I think um, being able to speak about a particular subject that is broader than your actual book. So if your book covers issues around mental health for example, then then actually start to comment around subjects that are around the bigger picture the bigger social challenge the bigger social issue because people will discover you as much through that as anything else um you you know you see documentaries don't you and at the end of it if anybody's been troubled by what they've seen you know do contact this this telephone number so um, you know, I think an author has got, is in a position of strength actually, because they are observers to society, whether it's a novel or a professional business book. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about, you know, talking about the wider issues of stuff. That's what I would be suggesting. Yeah, it makes sense. And now that you've written a first book, like, is it something that you just have a check mark and that's it, you're done? Or do you plan on writing more books? Good question. <laughs> I, I have to say, I can't give you a definitive answer. Um, I mean, what is quite exciting now is the fact that this is being published in, in different languages, which I never even expected to happen. So, what uh, language is it available in? Oh, I don't. I, a, a number in um, in uh, European languages, but I I know that uh, I managed to speak when I spoke to the publisher, and I said, "Influencer marketing is huge in Brazil." Uh, and of course, of course, the language in Brazil is Portuguese. So through their contacts, they've run the they've uh, won the license to um, translate it. That will be released early next year. So uh, um, I'm sort of quite excited about it. Um, I'll tell you what else really made me smile is um, when I was on a Zoom call, um, I had um, because of the that post that I was referring to had gone successfully uh, I had loads of people taking pictures of the book and then posting it on social media um, one of which had got a, a picture of four of them and I was like wow somebody's bought four books <laughs> <laughs> but what they were doing is they were giving it to their senior um, leaders their team members so she, the owner of the business decided to, to give them a present um, and uh, yeah, it's it just it, it's a funny for those of you that have written for the first time, when they uh, when the book at, books actually arrive in the post. Um, in fact, here's a little other tip as well. 
is to do an unboxing video. And if you all know what that is, but in, in a way, what it does is you, you know what's inside. So you just pre-record the moment the parcel comes and you sort of, uh, so that got a lot of traction actually, just might be, because what people are doing is they are being supportive to your experience. So they are, you know, we're all emotional creatures at the end of the day. So when they see emotion, they react well to it. So I was, uh, I was quite happy and excited about it. And again, it's another chance for me to say thank you very much to all the So many good ideas. I love that. Like I'm just making mental notes. I'll have to go back <laughs> and listen back and, and start applying some of that. And just going back to my question, like, do you plan on writing another book? Oh, sorry. Um, do I plan on writing another book? Um, if you see an opportunity, you'll jump maybe, on it, right? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I will. You know, the other thing, of course, is that the speed in which influencer marketing is growing so rapidly. Um, it's, um, you know, in a, in a two or three years' time, definitely, it, you could almost be starting with writing another book. Um, and um, I mean, I've never thought about writing a novel, but uh, the more I've been involved in reaching out and speaking to other authors, because I am a great storyteller. I've got loads of stories about what's happened in my life. And um, perhaps perhaps I should think about uh, recreating another version of me, a virtual Gordon or something. <laughs> Call him Graham. <laughs> you should. You should. It's so much fun to use your cre creativity and create something. And I thought after my first novel that I would be done. Like it was like a, something I wanted to do before I die on my checklist. But then like I just got so excited. It was so much fun receiving the book and selling it. So I never stopped writing from that moment. So maybe you'll you'll get into novel and writing and writing. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gordon, for being with me today. And if people want to know more about you, where can they connect with you? Um, so I'm on all of the uh, social networks, Gordon Glenister. Um, and also you can go over to my website, which is www.gordonglenister.com. And you can buy my book on Amazon and other uh, leading bookstores around the world. Uh, it's also available on Kindle. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to share those links in the show notes. Thank you for being with us today. Ah, oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing, 